As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. There's no crying in baseball! I ate his liver with some father beans. I skinned. If I can change, and you can change, everybody can change! And welcome to another episode of your next favorite movie. I'm your host, Josh G. And today I am joined by one of the hosts of, well, one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. Please welcome from the, the host of the movie, Luke, Carlo. Hey, how you doing, Josh? I can't complain. How about yourself? I'm doing good, doing good, man. I'm looking forward to this chat. Oh, yeah, this is definitely going to be fun. But before we get there, why don't you go ahead and take a minute and tell everyone what they could expect when they tune into your show. Okay, so uh, the movie Loot, the movie Loot's goal basically is to recommend good films to people, what I call the loot of films or the best loot of films. Um, we, I run two different types of episodes. There's one where I, I alternate between one and the other. The first one, I invite a guest and we discuss a certain film topic. And the second one, I just talk about the best loot of films I saw each month and try to give people good recommendations about films. I use a criteria, a set of criteria for, for, for every month. I, I do that for myself and I like start every month with, with certain criteria. Like this month, I'm going to watch a film from the 90s or I'm going to watch a thriller or I'm going to watch a film with a certain actor. But that's just to guide me into what to watch. And, and it, it's been great because it helps me to watch films that I probably wouldn't have seen otherwise. And it makes for, for good recommendations, good obscure recommendations. I, I absolutely agree. I love listening to your episodes, so I agree with you. Thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate the support always. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You deserve it for sure. All right. So now we're going into, you talk about good films. You're going with a good one here. I, it's your oh, yeah. favorite. I have it as my number two, so it's not like we're far behind. We're going to be going back to the classic from 1994, The Shawshank Redemption. The Shawshank Redemption is riveting. It's my life! Don't you understand? My life! Get him out! The Shawshank Redemption is powerful. The Shawshank Redemption is a great film. I guess it comes down to a simple choice. When every man on this cell block questioned, get busy living, you'll get busy dying. The Shawshank Redemption. Rated R. Oh, yeah. All right. So why don't you tell me, when did you first see this? Um, I think it had to be early 1995. Uh, the film came out in September 1994, but I didn't see it in theaters like most people. I rented it with my best friend. We used to rent films on weekends and have fun and whatnot with it. But the thing is that we rented a couple and we didn't get to this one. So I took it home and saw it alone uh, the next morning and it immediately blew my mind. Uh, the, the things that at the moment I've, I've told this story other times in my own podcast, but, you know, I was going through a rough time, quote unquote, rough time, uh, you know, the kind of rough time that teenagers go through <laughs> things that I really can remember now, but that you feel are going to destroy your life at the moment. I suppose it was some romantic issues. Maybe like Andy, I had my heart broken, uh, loneliness or whatever. And I know it will sound awfully cliche, 
But as I saw the film, it's message of hope, despite whatever adversity you're going through, truly resonated with me. I remember that later that day, I went to my best friend's house. I brought him the tape and he wasn't there when he was going. He was going through some similar issue. So I left him an, an note that says something like, watch this and remember that even though we may be crawling through a river or shed, we can come clean on the other side. And he loved it. I think it's still his favorite film as well. I'm not sure, but I, I'm, I know he loved it. Okay. I have a, I came to it much later. For some reason, I didn't see this movie till like probably 2005, 2006 on DVD. I don't know why I didn't watch this one because it's not like I had seen Pulp Fiction. I had seen Forrest Gump. Obviously, I'm using those two because they were up against the Best yeah. Picture Oscar. And the Oscars, yeah. Yeah. But I came to this one late, but man, did I fall in love first viewing. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, yeah, I didn't have any of the experiences you had going through with it, but I loved it right away. So Definitely. I have, I have my, I have my see, what shirt. <laughs> oh, there you, oh, there you go. <laughs> I do not have a shawl shaped shirt. I uh, tonight I am sporting a earnest, scared, stupid shirt. Oh yeah, no, no, you're, you're in the spooky mood. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well. This is kind of my year round. You know, I've had I've had the the guy from Fright Rags on. Fright Rags makes up a big part of my not going to work wardrobe. So Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I checked their stuff when when I heard your episode with them. I, I went out and checked their stuff and they have some good stuff on their on the store. Oh, perhaps hey, that's great to hear. I'm glad you checked them out after that. I've been I've been a customer yeah. of theirs for a few years now, so quite a few years, but all right, so let's talk about, well, first of all, for anyone who hasn't seen it, tell everybody what the Shawshank Redemption is about. Um, so uh, very briefly, it follows this young banker that's played by Tim Robbins. He is accused of the murder of his wife and her lover and is sent to prison, uh, Shawshank prison. And it's the, the film's basically how he handles his time there. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to spoil anything, but specifically his friendship with a um, more seasoned prisoner called Red that is played by Morgan Freeman. Yep. Uh, like you said, not spoiling anything. That kind of gives it up. <laughs> so you talked about your experience seeing the film, but what else, why is it you keep going back? Why do you love this so much? Man, I, I, I think my love for it was instantaneous for, for the reasons I mentioned. I've loved that film ever since. Like I said, I, I don't remember exactly what I was going through, but ever since I tried to make that message of get busy living or get busy dying, my mantra or my philosophy of life, however you want to call it. So every time I face, I'm faced with a tough issue or a situation in my life, which I've definitely gone through in the 20 plus years after that, I try to see it that way. You know, I can get busy living or get busy dying. But other than that, the personal impact it had on me, the film is great. I mean, performances are excellent. Darwin's direction is flawless. He hasn't done anything like this since uh, i think the closest he has come is the mist and, and and still it doesn't come close to this uh the story was surprising for the moment uh even though you think you know where it's going it still surprises you i and i know that that last act or or, or 30 minute stretch right it, it, i i was with my mouth on the floor <laughs> i remember that first time i was with my jaw on the floor and, and even though some people might feel borders in melodrama, it still has some disturbing and shocking moments of violence. And like I said, one hell of a last act. Uh, cinematography and the score, pitch perfect. It's great, man. What's not to love in it? Yeah, 
I can't add any more than that. I completely agree with you. And I, I was with you. My, my, my jaw was on the floor that last act. I didn't know. I didn't. Like you say, you know the ultimate outcome, but you don't know how it's going to play out. At least I did. I know I didn't. So <laughs> I, I know that that nowadays probably most people know know what happens, but I, I really didn't. I, I saw this film pretty much went in blind. Like I said, it was it just was one of those pick off the wall and, and, and let's go with it. And, and it blew my mind. Man. I, I mean, I still every time I rewatched it a couple of months ago, I think, uh, and Still to this day, every time I rewatch it, that whole last sequence, it always has me like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's great, man. It's great. I love it. I don't, I don't do this question often, but have you read the book since it's based off the novella by Stephen King? Yes. Afterwards, after uh, loving the movie, I, I bought the, the uh, and, you know, it's a, a collection of four, four yeah. stories. And I bought it and I read them all. I had seen, you know, it has uh, Stand By Me, right. the, the body. The body. Yeah. Uh, I had obviously seen Stand By Me. So I, I read that. I think I had seen, no, because Up Pupil was, was I think it was 98 or 96. I don't remember when. But but um, I, I, I read it too. And uh, the, the, the book is, is good. But there are a lot of differences with the film. And I'm always impressed by the way that Daramont adapted it. But there are, there are a lot of things that I appreciate more in the film after reading the, the, the book. Uh, I, have you read it? I read it a long time ago. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I haven't read it in a long time also. But, but um, there's uh, uh, Stephen King makes a lot of emphasis on the Pacific the Pacific Ocean. Red has constant dreams of the Pacific Ocean. Uh, he, he imagines he's drowning first and all that kind of thing. And, and they don't really include that uh, in, the, in yeah. the film. But it makes for a more powerful ending, if you get what I mean. Uh, if you, when you see the ending of the right. film, uh, it, it kind of has a, a more meaning, more effect when you know what he was really going through in the book. <laughs> so it's, it's really good. Which... That ending is not in the book, right? I guess yeah, not no, where. No, okay. No. The, the ending, uh, it finishes with, I hope. On, on the, yeah, on, that's on the bus. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Another thing that I think, and obviously it was done for cinematic purposes, but I think it works really well, is the conglomeration of the wardens. In the, in the novella, there are like two or three wardens. Um, and, and obviously that I want. It works to create like one villain or one bad guy uh, for the film, and obviously Bob Gunton, he's he's excellent, man. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, so you gotta milk, you gotta milk that man. You gotta make the most out of that guy. Agreed. All right, so now we're getting into that tricky territory where we talk about if you had gotten a sequel, <laughs> which I mean, in a, in a way, it sets it up where you could do it. I mean, I don't know if it'd be interesting or not, but. What would you have wanted to see? Well, no sequels, please. But I if, agree. If, if I if I were if I were forced to produce it, uh, yeah, the, the only thing I, I was thinking when you when you send me that question, you know, I would make a bit of a kooky zany comedy with Andy and Red managing that small hotel in Ciudad There you go. Uh, you know, one of them can be front desk and the other the bellhop as they get involved in all kinds of crazy shenanigans with guests or, or something like that. That's all I can think of. No, I think that's the way to go with it. Something like that. <laughs> Obviously, they open up something down there. Yes, I agree. <laughs> 
But now we get to the dreaded territory, and that's the remake. If they were to remake this, who are you putting in some of these key roles? You know, no remakes either, please. But <laughs> again, just to entertain the question, uh, as, soon, as soon as we agreed on doing this, and I knew I had to answer this question, uh, there were a couple of names that pop in my head. And, and even though I try to think of others, I decided to go with my gut and the first ones that came to mind. They might be, some of them, especially the two main roles, they might be a bit too old now compared with how old uh, Morgan Freeman and, and Tim Robbins were in that time. But uh, still, here they are. I'm going to throw it, throw them on it and, and see what people think. Uh, for Andy, um, the one I was thinking of is Sterling K. Brown from This Is Us. I think he has that charming naivete to him uh, mixed with a bit of aloofness uh, I, I can see him waltzing down the Shawshank backyard picking up rocks <laughs> and, and throwing them up and catching and catching them in the air so I, I think he would he would do a great job I mean he's in his 40s right now and, and Tim Robbins I think was 20 20 something but but I think he would work as for red um, the, the one that really came to mind was Brendan Gleeson because he's a true Irishman. And, you know, uh, Brendan Gleeson has that tough exterior, but still has a certain kindness to him. Uh, if you've seen in Brutes, you probably got get some of that, uh, the, the kind of affection he has for, for Colin Farrell's character. Um, he has also that that kind of rough exterior, but but kindness to him in Braveheart. He's, you know, his um, uh, William Wallace partner. So I, I think he would be good in it. Uh, Warden Norton, that was a tough one, but the one that, that came to mind, I, I, I was stuck thinking of someone physically similar to Bob Gunton at first, you know, short and stocky, but at some point, Michael Fassbender came to mind. I don't know why. And I think he would be a different yet effective choice. I mean, he's, he's tall. He's, I think he's six feet, six foot something and he's slim, but, but he still has a menacing look to him. Uh, he kind of did the role of a abusive boss in 12 Years a Slave, and, and I think he, he did a great job. So I think it would be pretty good. And for Captain Hadley, if I'm going with a tall one for Norton, then I decided to go shorter for Hadley, but, but someone that was strong to kind of balance things out. And I thought of John Berntal, uh, the Punisher. Yep. I think Berntal definitely has that menacing quality to him you know he's he's shorter than than michael fassbender but it would balance that out and he's definitely strong he's definitely tough he's he's menacing and and he gives you that look and and you better straighten up yeah hey i can't agree i can agree with those are my picks for the remake that will never happen there we go that's 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 the that's the ultimate (laughs) end game (laughs) yeah i know uh sometimes when i post these that's the thing that gets the most hate is the the remake part and i'm like it's not real i have no power (laughs) (laughs) like oh my goodness like literally i posted on instagram and someone commented on it saying tagging someone one of their friends saying see it's posted here too and they're like this is the first place i saw it and i'm like well i have no say so this isn't legit (laughs) (laughs) we're just we're just shooting this dead man (laughs) you know we're (laughs) It's like we're oh, not for real. People, yeah, people are taking this seriously, but why Ooh. are you remaking this? <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my goodness. Yes. Oh, it gets, but it gets interaction sometimes when I post it. So that part's good anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it takes. That's it. <laughs> All right. You know what you got to do. That final pitch to someone who hasn't seen it for whatever reason. Maybe they're young and don't watch movies from the 90s. I can't stand when people say they won't watch movies from when before they're born, but there are people out there that do that. So, well, uh, for anybody that likes uh, a good film, something that has drama, that has twists, uh, a bit of humor, and especially a, a good message, then I think this is definitely for you. It is beautifully made, directed, and neatly acted. It has a great cast and an extremely engaging story. And seriously, if you manage to come this far without knowing the ending, then I definitely recommend you watch it now without reading anything else. <laughs> I think that a, a big majority of people will come out pleasantly surprised by it. Just don't 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 cloud your 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 mind and your expectations by you know the fact that oh everybody talks about it. It has been at the top of the IMDb top 250 for you know how many long how many years. Just get that out of your mind and, and get ready for for a good film. That's it. Yeah, and more than likely, if you're cruising the stations, it's going to be on TNT or AMC anyway. Definitely <laughs> TNT. That, that's almost every day, man. <laughs> it's all there all the time. You should at least catch it that way. <laughs> all right, Carlo. That's going to wrap this one up. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? Okay, so they can find me at TiffCGT. I'm most active on Twitter. Sorry, I'm most active on Twitter at TiffCGT. They can find the podcast at TMML2021, also on Twitter. Uh, or they can look for the podcast on all the main podcast platforms. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Podchaser, uh, Good Pods, and you name it. Uh, you can find us and uh, just engage with us. That's one of my main things with the show. I love to engage with people and, and, and listen to everybody's comments, read everybody's comments. And like I said, if you can get a good recommendation out of my loot, then I've done my job well. So look forward to more people uh, joining the loot. Hey, absolutely. And as always, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm most active on Twitter as well, at YNF Movie Pod. Available wherever you get your podcast, of course. Check back next week because I'll have a new guest and a new movie. And who knows, that may become your next favorite movie. You guys take care. I'll talk to you next time.